Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. And in today's episode, it's been a long-awaited episode. Me, Jeff, and Mike are going to go U- over UFC 292, a card that I had the privilege of seeing in person. So I'm very fucking excited to talk about this one because I had a blast. Um, I don't know if anyone saw the Uppercut stories, but I was having a good time there. Um, if you do want to follow Uppercut or any of the Couch Podcast uh, networks on the Instagram, you can check the link tree in our bio. Um, it's in every description as well um, in every episode. So check that out. But without further ado, here is Jeff, Mikey, and I discussing UFC 292. All right. We're here. And, dude, I'm so excited to talk about this card. Let's start right off the bat. Sugar Sean O'Malley knocks out, or I guess TKOs Aljo in round two on basically like a little right hook. Puts him out. I was so I shocked. I tried telling you guys. Yeah, I didn't listen I to I tried telling you guys. Sugar's going to do it. He's going to do it some way. And now it looks fucking... It just looks like it was fucking supposed to happen this whole time. Like, yeah, just fucking the, the way that he got the knockout. I, Max, how how was it there when Dude, he right. fucking knocked him? So I've been to a lot of like loud sporting events, right? I was at Tennessee, uh, Auburn, or no, what that, that doesn't even make sense. I was at Tennessee Ole Miss when we threw mustard on the field. I was at Tennessee Alabama when we stormed the field. I was at uh, Celtics when fucking Harden like got charged or Marcus Smart drew a charge on Harden and uh won the game basically and there's been a lot of loud moments i've been there for that one was i think second loudest or maybe third loudest behind the two tennessee games um that being said i've been the other one i was in the td it was way louder than that and i was sitting in around the same nosebleed seats and dude it was fucking electric first off the walkout was dope as hell aljo's walkout was pretty dope too especially with all the booze that was sick. Oh no, that shit was awful. <laughs> no, no, being there in person, it was so intense because of all the booze when, and stuff. Dude, when I saw Joiner Lucas, yeah, I, like I said this to Mikey, dude. When I saw Joiner Lucas and his fucking behind him, I said, "All right, I might I, have I to double that. down on Sean Sean O'Malley, dude." Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that was I didn't the even see that. shit ever, dude. You um, might as well have fucking logic out there. Yeah, for real, it was um super dope. Their face off was fucking awesome, like the face off with Buffer in the middle. Yeah, dude, yeah, that, that was, was sweet. so sweet. That was sick. Um, when Sugar Sean does it, when he knocks him, everyone, the crowd pops. It's fucking insane. It was so loud. Um, me and this like random Syrian man next to me who followed us on Instagram. Shout out to you. Um, <laughs> we're like holding each other. I didn't know this guy. We were just holding each other, jumping up and down, screaming. It was insane. Um, and it was funny because you, everyone's holding their scream, but then he doesn't. Aljo kind of like gets up a little bit. And then everyone like stops for a second and then he keeps going and it just popped again. And then it was like pure like shock. Everyone was fucking shocked. I don't think anyone actually like even the true believers, I think, or had a, at least the tiniest bit of doubt. They oh, yeah. have to. Oh, so yeah. everyone I put, was shocked. I put an uncomfortable amount of money on fucking Sean O'Malley and I there was go. very uncomfortable. <laughs> I also put some time. money on. I put money on Sugar Sean, too, and I hit that. It was nice. Um, And yeah, so it was undescribable um his when he first off it was louder than any other moment of the night too that's the other thing um the second loudest moment was when zang said like what up boston or boston's my home or something like that that was the <laughs> second loudest um let's rock and then, boston boston yeah. let's rock and then everything <laughs> everything after that sugar sean was on a full other dimension of how loud it was it was insane um and it was one of the cooler I think it was probably one of the like second or third coolest things I've ever seen in person because I I did not think it was going to happen. Um, I want to talk about the city before I even got there, right? So we get into the hotel, and it's just packed. The hotel was not, which was not close to TD Garden. It was within walking distance, but it was like five blocks away. Um, packed with people. Everyone's wearing shirts, right? There was like twenty percent of the people I saw wearing Aljo shirts. I swear to God. <laughs> Oh, it and is it was, close. He's from yeah. New York. And there was some, it was not the demographic you were expecting. It was like, I saw a bunch of redneck looking white dudes wearing Aljo shirts. And I was like, that's not what I would have <laughs> expected. Yeah. And it was very well, funny. They were wearing like cargo shorts. They're ripping butts. The group of people. I was going to say, guys. Oh, no. Were, he did walk out were, with Joyner Lucas. I was going <laughs> to say, so, guys, guys who are blowing down heaters with cut off shirts, I don't really think they're much of a, I don't think they're on the Sugar Sean wave. 
I wouldn't that's think. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. It's like he's kind of young and brash. Are they more? Are know. they more racist or more like homophobic? Because they totally would look at Shugashan and be like, "This yeah, guy paints his hair." Homophobic. Yeah, I don't know. So that yeah, I was pretty shocked by that. So then we went to this Irish pub. Like before the fights, we went to this Irish pub, which Ian Gary ended up going to afterwards, and like I think doing. No, that was that was the night before. No, not that yeah, it was. Af- it it uh, wasn't when he was sparring. It was afterwards. He was at the pub. Um, uh, I believe he was at Sullivan's Pub, which is where I went. Um, and still a bunch of Aldo of Aljos, and then this humongous Jack dude wearing a bunch of white a bunch of white Aljos, a bunch of Aljos, not Aljos, a bunch of Aljo fr- fans rather, and then a bunch of. <laughs> All right, you made sure we clarify on that one. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> much, that, oh yeah, I see where that could have been bad. I meant a bunch of Aljo fans. A bunch of Aljos. Um, <laughs> Who were weirdly whiter than I was expecting because I don't know. I was in there. Okay. I'm digging myself a hole here. All right. That's Jeff, fucking for sure. Yeah. Jeff, stop questioning me. I just got to, I got to uh, power through this. All right. Then I saw this humongous guy wearing a Marab hat, like the Marab weird fucking hat he wears. I don't know why that, that was just dying, making me die laughing because we were in this like pretty beat up, like old bar, Irish pub in, uh, downtown boston like right next to the garden and we had like this pretty rough bartender and then this dude had to go up with that dumbass hat on and order a beer i thought that was pretty fucking funny <laughs> um and then the rest of it was sean o'malley fans that were dressed up like him which was also fucking weird um and a that bunch of dudes it was there was a guy wearing a suit there was a guy wearing like a sugar sean suit like no shirt underneath the weird fucking hair they're all wearing wigs um dude. and there's two goofballs wrapped in fucking irish flags um and the one oh, that kid was wrapped, a given. yeah there was one goofy ass kid he was so intense dude he was in line and he's like he kept going sean's gonna beat this fucking aljo's ass bro he's gonna beat this kid's fucking ass and he was like freaking out and he's with his dad dude he's like looking around his dad kind of like got eaten up by the crowd he's like don't fucking leave me bro you got the fucking tickets and it was just him and his dad and i was dying <laughs> laughing at this kid he was so like i think he was dead sober too i think he was locked in um and then he's remember what McGregor said. true and he's wrapped I up in a flag. The color. <laughs> and he goes up. So you, they go up to the, we go up the escalators. Like we're waiting outside the garden. You have to go up the escalators and everyone breaks out a sugar Sean chant. I was not chanting. Of course, I, I was an impartial uh, witness. I was there on, Ooh. I was there on, I was there on business boys. <laughs> I was there as a, uh, what was it? A media member. So yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I was impartial. Pass? I did try to go to the media tent. They didn't think it was as funny as I did. Um, <laughs> so, we are um going up i'm being impartial whatever this kid is in front of me and he goes to pass through and the security guards goes to grab his flag and he's like hey you can't wear that and the kid just goes fuck you and then just walks off and just walks what? away i swear to god the security just... guard was the security and the guard, security guard just like wear the fucking tricolor yeah he wasn't me? i swear to god and the kid tells him to go fuck himself or like fuck you or whatever and then he just dips and then another kid was also wearing an irish flag the security guard does the same thing and the kid's like what and then the guy like takes his shit and by then i'm gone so then the kid i i, I lose track of the kid and then suddenly he comes walking back like a couple minutes later all sad they took his flag dude so there was flags wow, that's fucking horse shit dude i don't know how the they chinese flag got through because there's that guy who had the chinese flag for zang that well, they kept probably showing. stuffed them stuffed them somewhere but yeah. why wouldn't CCP they let him wear the propaganda color? that's why <laughs> I don't know why that they wouldn't let the Poo fucking president fucking planted that flag in there. That's yeah. why. <laughs> I felt bad. I in felt ESPN bad. ESPN and Disney. Okay, we're just gonna <laughs> let you keep going with that. Um, I felt bad that uh the kid got his flag snatched, but I thought it was really funny his reaction. So I kind of was happy it happened because for my enjoyment, um, it was fucking hilarious. He was so pissed off. The kid was very intense, dude. I don't know. We should keep tabs on him as a government or something. That kid was fucking weird. A lot of weirdos. I've never been to a UFC <laughs> fight before. Um, I don't. I know you guys have. Did, it, how's the clientele there? Uh, I would imagine where you guys went. It wasn't at. It was pretty similar to the Boston crowd. I've never been we to one. Yeah, oh, I thought you went to UFC. It. I thought you went to one in Philly. No, nah. never have, there hasn't been mm-hmm. one in a while. That's oh why. shit! Ah, yeah. Right. I, well, I don't, we'll have I don't to think the go. last one in Philly was like probably when the I was like high school. It was a uh, Dawkins, um, when he, he like he got. It was the first time he lost. Like yeah, he was still. So think about how long, longer that oh, was. Wait, yeah. Yeah, it was. That was the last time they were in Philly. I think. I think he might have been fighting Derek Lewis or something. It wasn't I the first it was time he lost. Fight night. It was a. Yeah, it was a fight night against Lewis, I believe. 
No, no, that was no, that wasn't in Philly. Was. That wasn't in that Philly. Wasn't. Oh. No, no, that was mm-hmm. in fucking Apex. Never mind. I'm just yeah. I'm just making shit but up. I got Jeff to post that. I'm pretty sure that, <laughs> yeah. that was in the Apex. Oh yeah. Yep, Never mind. Hundred percent. Speaking of which, I did snag myself a poster, and I did snag Sweet. myself. I snagged myself a fucking shirt too. Um, some guy was clutch as fuck. I was waiting in line, and he like came up to me. and was like, "Yo, to sign." He was with his girl, and they were both dressed as Sugar Sean, which was weird. And um, then then they were like, he like said to her, "Yo, this line's quicker." This guy was like running around the stadium looking for the smallest line, and um, he like grabbed his girl who was in front of me, and I followed him over. And then she's like, "Oh, you're following me? That's sick." You going for sugar, right? And I was like, yup, tapped her up. Not a big deal. And then, uh, yeah, got in line. It's fucking dope. Um, all right. So Sweet. Uh, I'll stop How talking many tasters did you have before uh, before entering the venue? What the fuck did you just call those things? Tasters? How many tasters? Yeah. Dude, tasters everyone calls back? them something different. I, up north, they call yeah, them nips. Down south, they call them nips. shooters. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. dude said nips on the story. I was like, "What?" Is he That's drinking? what they're called. That's called. They're called nips. Down dude, south, nips they're called shooters. Fucking wild. Yeah, down south, they're called shooters. What yeah, I've and always then heard. You said tasters. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, little tasters. Nips. They're called nips. Yeah, nips. Is Everyone insane, sells them as dude. nips. <laughs> so yeah. how many did you have before you walked in? All right. So I had. I think the beer count was three nips. Um, and then I got to Sullivan's and I had, I had a panic ordered Stella cause the guy asked me too quickly. I, I wasn't like ready. Yeah. I liked it too. The guy asked me too quickly and I was like, Oh, Stella. Cause it was the first thing I saw on the tap. <laughs> Dude, and what? Then, like you're drinking Bud Light with that. I was just I about to say, what the hell was that? He panicked me, dude. He <laughs> like, like, a Bud I, like Light he ordered. asked me and I wasn't ready to be asked anything. And I panicked ordered because my friend ordered a water and he was mad about that. He's like, you can't sit here and have a water because my my other friend was like belly aches from his nip. Um and then <laughs> from his nip. Yeah. So then I had I had a beer and then I had um a fucking a whiskey ginger with pro- with some fucking I think proper twelve in there. I think that's what I oh, asked weird. for. Dude, that shit line. was probably flying off the shelves there, I would think. Yeah. It was fucking dude, it was all whiskey, no ginger, man. I'll tell you that. UFC and then, event in Boston, I imagine proper oh, twelve. Yeah. They probably made their fucking money. Yeah, that was at the McGregor bar. Once, I, once I got to TD Garden, I did not touch. Actually, that's a lie. I had another whiskey ginger at TD Garden, dude. I was, <laughs> I was, I was off the rails there, dude. I, had, I, I told myself, I like started there. I was like, all right, I'm gonna try and not spend too much money. And then the minute I started drinking, I was like, fuck this. I'm never going to another fucking UFC dude, thing that's... again, probably because I can't afford it. So I'm just gonna Don't fucking waste money, dude. I was buying. I, I bought, I bought probably four beers there like ipas so i'm fucked up i kept having to like take breaks and sober up a little bit because i was getting so drunk um, shadow box a little bit yeah dude i was first off no one's there and no one gets there until the main event which was weird um then started filling up and then i got another casuals. whiskey ginger there yeah fucking casuals and then i got this like two foot long glizzy that i put way too much mustard on and every time i took a bite a it was two fucking foot mustard. long liquid extra mussy yeah. dude here. it was huge and then i got a fucking uh pretzel too i was fucking insane i was an animal dude you were a <laughs> dude, super buddy was launching. dude I, and then i woke up next to him and i was like my belly hurts like wonder why <laughs> yeah, like, fucking bet. dude it was funny my first time i was like i probably ate something i probably ate something that was foul and then i was like wait a minute i'm just treating my stomach like an asshole though whole fucking day you know, yeah, like, like a fucking blender i don't think i had a, a sip of i didn't even think about water the entire day dude i went home took some rips from the old uh penji and then passed out it was wonderful <laughs> in the hotel room awesome. oh also so dude this was funny on the way back we were in the hotel room and or not in the hotel room we were in the lobby waiting because they didn't have stairs um which was weird and we're in the lobby. It's packed. It's like 1 32 o'clock in the morning. The streets of Boston, first off, on the way home, this is, I forgot to mention, everyone's smoking weed. The entire streets, everyone has a joint. It was insane. People in front of us uh, sparked up a joint while we were in that's the how, garden. That's how so, fucking every city is around here, too. Yeah. Like in this crazy. metro area, you go to yeah. any city on any given day and people just smoke in public. Yeah. We were at, we were, when we were there, I like these people were sitting in front of us. I was like, holy fuck, is someone smoking right now? It smells insane. I look right in front of me, and there's these three guys like facing a joint. And then um, then right uh we left the arena. And first off, everyone breaks out the whole time, chanting on the way out. 
it's nuts. Everyone's chanting sugar show. Um, everyone's like dancing and shit. There's a bunch of like really drunk dorks like running around going like fucking sugar. <laughs> like it was insane. A bunch of really drunk dorks. Dude, they're like, first off, we walked in the middle of the street too. Like, everyone just was walking in the middle of the street. Like, there was cars just beeping at us. We're all just like in the middle of the street. Um, there's like fat guys wearing fucking no shirts underneath their like blazers, just running around going, sugar show, fucking sugar show. And, um, and then I was like, damn, I smell weed again. I look forward and it's the same fucking guys as before smoking. Um, they're right in front of us. And yeah, everyone's smoking, everyone's screaming. Get back to the hotel room. It is packed. I mean, not the hotel room, the hotel lobby. It's fucking packed. And then I turned around and looked at the crowd. I was like, holy shit, there's not one good looking girl in this crowd. There is all fucking drunk ass dudes. And I said that to the guy next to me. And we all started laughing. And uh, yeah, that was that was the main event experience. Um, well, it's funny because probably none of those fucking people honking at you probably knew what was going on because, dude, I like so, so Jeffrey and them came over Saturday night. And I, all Saturday night, well, it would have been Sunday morning by that point, before I fell asleep, and all Sunday could not stop thinking about that main event. I was, like, yeah. so, like, in awe and, like, starstruck at what happened. And then I went to work Monday, and none of the old fucks I work with watched UFC. So everyone's just acting like nothing happened. I'm like, dude, you guys didn't see the world flip ever Saturday? Or, like, what the, the fuck's going on The world changed yesterday, yeah. and you guys and don't I- even know. <laughs> I just what made me think of when you said there's people in the the people on the road are probably like, what the fuck is going on with these pink haired weirdos running around? Dude, I think there was enough like, people that they had to like. I don't even know how to. Do, it was like, th- I don't know how to quantify it. It here. felt like thousands were in the fucking street though. It it's wasn't just, just like, like not mainstream enough though for like normal people to know what the fuck's going on. Like so still like, not mainstream enough. Yeah, I, I think the area. I feel, I feel like this is something I really want to touch on. I really feel like Sugar might be able to fucking cross that mainstream. I was like, going to say time, like McGregor did. Dude, his diversity of fans, like there was a lot of like older parents and like women, like uh, just like young white dudes, young black guys. Like the it was all over the place. Whoever you could think of <clears throat> was really wearing Sugar stuff. And I was actually I didn't realize how big of a draw he was. I think with Nelk and the YouTube show and everything, um, I think that a lot more people like Sugar Sean than I expected. And I think he's going to be like one of the more popular champions we've had in a long while. And I'm interested probably, to see where it peaks. He probably already is at this point. Yeah, I'm interested to see where it peaks at because if he can and like... I mean, And he's likable. Like saying before this, I mean, well, you guys especially talking about Sean only got this title shot because of his, because of his name and all. Now he got the title and the name. And that's dude, true. The sky's the limit yeah. now. Fucking with them both already. I mean, it. I really think he's gonna be fucking. If he has a long title reign, it will be fucking one of the most like popular fighters of all time. He's got to pick. Gonna he's got to be really smart in how he picks his. Yeah, he's got to be really smart in how he picks his next fight. Really, yeah, I smart. wanted to touch on that real quick too. Um. It's fucking really interesting, too, because we're talking about someone who at this point could either say he gets three to three or four defenses against Cheeto, Marab, Sanhagen, and then maybe like Umar by that point or Song Yudong or somebody. So we're talking about yeah, Sahudo, whoever else. Easily, if he defends against them and say finishes even three of the four, he 100 percent is the best bantamweight of all time. And then in turn, probably top 10 fighter of all time. Or we're talking about somebody who could lose this next fight and then never get the belt again. Like the disparage in this guy's career is just going to be so interesting to watch because it could really go downhill in like a fight or two or propel him to like where he's like McGregor sitting on a yacht in 10 years. Like, I just think it's so it's going to be so fucking interesting to watch going forward. I'm excited to see. He's an anxious guy. Like, remember when he beat Piotr and he was like all shell shocked? Yeah. Dude, he looked that way going in, like in the walk-in, he looked kind of nervous, which I was totally understanding. I was, he said I he been, was. Yeah, and then when he won the belt, he had the Piotr reaction too. I like, and I'm, he looked kind of nervous at the, uh, like the weigh-ins too, or not the weigh-ins, but like the pre pre-fight conference or whatever. And uh, I'm really interested in seeing like how his confidence grows, what kind of character he becomes. I'm 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 enthralled by him. Really, I I wasn't like the biggest Sean O'Malley fan. Like I really liked him, but I wasn't. Just like I, I wasn't like the biggest Sean O'Malley fan, but now I'm really interested in him as like a character. He's very 
he's an interesting person and he's very unique for a fighter. I feel like someone who's very, uh, like open about being nervous like that. I know there's fighters that have been like that before, but he's also so dominant and he's so unique and so himself. It's very interesting. Yeah, I am too. And I, I honestly have to say watching live and I mean, not just watching YouTube clips, watching live. This was my favorite UFC moment I've watched so far throughout my life. Yeah. I'm still the like, Leon Usman, but I think I think it'll get eclipsed at some point because I'm sure we'll be watching UFC for the next 30 fucking years. I don't think any of us are going to just die off randomly. But as of right now, 25 years old, this is my favorite moment I've watched. I think it had a little more significance than the Leon Usman. It was just like the walkout, the fact that it was in Boston. Like, it just all seemed too perfect to me. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a I'll never forget that moment for sure. I was I, I definitely think. Um, shock value. I did not think it was right up there with Leon versus Kamaru. The only reason yeah. Leon versus Kamaru was more shocking is because you saw the outcome of the fight basically happen, and then he just pulled that out of his ass. It wasn't like we saw Aljo beat Sean so far. Um, that takedown defense from Sean though on the one takedown was so impressive. Holy fuck! You can see yeah, the levels. A, I sometimes the levels don't stick out on, on uh TV. You know when you're watching some guys, sometimes like you can tell. But sometimes the middle ground looks pretty hard. It's hard to kind of differentiate. You can really tell in person the levels stick out. Yeah, his ability to control Aljo's hands was the most impressive to me. Yeah. That's exactly why Aljo couldn't get the takedown. His his hands were so active in controlling Aljo's wrist. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Honestly, as soon as that happened, I think everyone, it was me, Jeffrey, a couple of his boys, one of my boys, were all kind of like, ooh, Sugar's got a chance. Like, I'd yeah. been, Prior to that takedown, I wasn't sure whatsoever. But after that, like he def you were pretty sure he had a chance at least to win. I was sure when I saw fucking Aljo trying to stand with him. And that was like a perfect game plan, I guess, really, because I mean Sean Sean said it. He's gonna fucking piss him off that first round, which he usually does, and then draws them in like a round round or two after. And yeah, draws and them I- in thinking that they can stand with him. And then he fucking completely rocked him. He kind of lost you to sleep that first round. Yeah, he I'm so glad he did that against Aljo. I was about to say, and I'm so glad you said that too, because I wanted to bring that that specific point up. That'll make it so wildly interesting to watch him and Cheeto fight because they both fight yeah. at that weird, awkward kind of slow pace. Thing. Yeah, that pace is just going to be They'll so interesting. And Sean's going to have to be super methodical in who he picks as an opponent going forward. And Cheeto was the perfect call out for him by far. Like, yeah, way perfect. It'll be the most popular band and weight fight of all time thus far, I would think. He does think not so. want to fight. He doesn't want to fight Marab. There's no point in fighting Marab right now for him. It, w- it would be almost fighting down for Sean right now. There's no point in that. You might as well wait a fight or two. And same man's hurt. It was a perfect call out. Yeah. Also, real quick to mention, uh, Jeff fucking killed it. He went nine and one and he hit on the Hammy Sosa lock of the night, which was Cheeto. And then you and I both went eight and two, Mikey. Wonderful night. Yeah. And you and I went both eight and two, Mike. So we did pretty well ourselves. Um, I hit a nice little Korean Silva via submission. First fight of the night, little fucking, um, you know, two leg parlay plus two at 25. What up? Fucking nice hit to start (laughs) off. I was hype. I was hype. Me and my boy were hype. What up? I gave out I gave out that pick to my friend and I was like, God, I hope this hits. He's gonna because he's one of those friends. I don't think he's listening. He's one of those friends that would give you a lot of shit if the pick didn't hit. So and I've yeah. given out some stinkers to him before. So uh I'm glad that one hit. Um Great. all right. Do Great you feel like we covered picks. yes, do you feel like we covered the main event enough and can we go to the co main or do you have anything else to say about it? Uh I just wanted to ask you guys one thing because I have a person in mind. But I wanted to ask you guys what you think Aljo should do next. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to push for that rematch. I don't know if he'll get it. Uh, if I'm yeah, Sean, I'm not so. touching that thing. You escaped. I think yeah. you like escaped lucky. Um, and I, I, I don't I don't understand what he's... He keeps talking about trying to get back there. At, I guess at one point. I, I don't know. I think that time's really gone past. I he's not going up. He moves up. Yeah, I I really think it's time though. Like, he why said, would he stay down? Now he's going to talk block fucking Marab the whole time. 
He said, um, if that's what they do at 135, like, why would I go up? He's like, he said something about, like, if the power at that at Bantamweight can knock him out, why would he go up? Well, he compared Sean and Volk, which, honestly, I get the comparison he was trying to make, but that's a far-fetched comparison. Yeah. But one of the few per- people I had in mind that could be wildly fucking interesting, especially after this weekend, I think if he matches up with Max in, like, some mm-hmm. weird yeah. kind of – collision course matchup to make them both some money maybe headline a fight night or like co-main of a pay-per-view that needs a big fight would be a wildly oh, fucking interesting fight i like that pick i like that pick a lot actually both these guys are in really shitty positions title contention wise so why the fuck not are you counting out my boy tkz though <laughs> i mean even if max loses he still holds Brother. a lot more power than tkz going forward even if he loses. i am i tell you one be thing one of the biggest korean zombie fans in the yeah, world yeah i mean too and and i'm he is not him winning. Out, he's fucking toast i he's hate done. to say it i hate this fight this doesn't need to happen um yeah all right that's a good pick let's let's go now to the co-main um zhang wei li basically just dominates amanda lamos um god what an impressive finish um the crowd really popped when she said like what's up boston i feel like i'm at home at boston that was pretty cool um i don't know who can challenge a prime zang Lee right now because dude she popped amanda lamos who probably as we talked about in the preview is more known for her power than zang is um she popped her and put her on her butt with a look like, oh, fuck, why am I there? And then just the the grappling from Zhang was amazing. And then she had her fucking um, Volk almost getting choked out moment, too. That was that was in tight, and she got out of it. So, I mean, she's fucking dominant. I don't know who's going to dethrone her, dethrone her while she's in her prime. And I'm just excited to see how far she goes. Um, what were your guys' thoughts on this fight? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm in I the think, same. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. I think it was honestly like a perfect all around dominant performance. You go through a little bit of adversity, just like you said, in that Volk Ortega fight. Like, that, that's in my book the perfect fight. Like, Volk Ortega or like Eerie fucking Glover, dude. Those are like perfect fights in my book. You see, it's like, well, for a fighter, I'd rather be. Uh, fucking Volk Ortega, where you have that one-sided dominance and you get over to adversity, you're literally just checking all the fucking boxes. And yeah. this is exactly what Zhang did. I mean, she had a record-breaking fucking performance on her and got it out of some tight, tight fucking submissions. She did. Um, Mikey, how'd you feel about that one? Yeah, I completely agree with Jeff because I think kind of like um, just to touch back on the main event a little bit, kind of like just like with Sean, like I think everyone, even people who picked him, you still kind of have like some question marks because, yes, he did flatline Aljo, but we didn't get to see a lot of his game outside of that. This left no question marks. I mean, fucking Amanda Lemos is dogging other women in the rankings and to put on a performance like that was amazing. The only thing she should do going forward is fight fucking Yao Janan and China, wherever they decide to do it, and Beijing or wherever. She shouldn't take another fight until that happens. She should almost force their hand at making that happen. I think it would yeah. – I honestly think that would be, like, maybe a top five buy all time with two women who – I'm not trying Especially to sound rude. because it, it, will pro- it will probably be a fight night. Yeah, I'm saying even if they made it a pay-per-view, I think with how big it is in China right now could be, like, a top ten buy of all time with two women who – Outside of like people who follow the UFC, no one really cares about, which would be fucking insane for that to somehow break top 10 buys. It's just, it's a perfect moneymaker for the UFC. It's a perfect fight for them, too. I saw a couple of people talking about Tatiana Suarez. I don't know why Zhang would even do that. Take the yeah. big money fight, take the popular isn't she, one. Isn't she fighting Aaron next week, uh, this week? No, that's a, uh, 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 what the hell's her name? Not Tabitha Ricci. Huh. Oh, that's Talia, Talia Santos. Sorry. Talia Santos, yep. yes. Yep, that's My the one apologies. that fucking Pete, what's it called? Or yeah, and, that, fucking and uh, I guess like a Rose trilogy could be cool for Zhang, but Rose is going up now. I don't think she's coming back down. So that's the only thing I can see is a Yan Jiaonan China fight would be fucking awesome. I'd sell a shit ton of tickets. I'm sure it'd probably get a fucking billion views over there. It would just, it'd be amazing. Yeah, it's going to, it would be freaking awesome i i actually i do hope that's what happens i do hope they go to china as well um 
Rose has fallen. It's kind of sad, actually. I, I was looking at the upcoming fights. Isn't she like the... She's fighting she's like Manny Faroe this week. Yeah, isn't she or like... next week. Yeah, she's like the... um, She's on a fight night, but she's like one of the... Isn't she a prelim of a fight night? Or main no. card? No, oh, I guess she's third. She's cause... co-main. Never mind. I, I, it it's kind of like up. a number one contender fight. Yeah, she must have moved up. I thought she was fighting like fifth on a, a, a pay-per-view, but she must have... It must have moved around because I could have sworn I saw her fighting like fifth on the pay-per-view, and I was like, damn, what a drop-off for Rose. But... Um, all right. Uh, let do you want to go to the Ian Gary Neil Magny fight because that's the one that I am really excited to talk about because I thought being there in person for this one was interesting. Um, or do you have anything to say about the co-main, Jeff? Uh, no, we pretty much hit it all. All right. The one thing I want to say, uh, Ian Gary beat down Neil Magny, like just demolish him. Neil Magny, I saw someone tweet like that Neil Magny wasn't actually hurt when he left the ring and was walking back to the locker room. He was hopping on one leg. He was not putting any weight on the one leg. I watched him hop to the locker room and get like helped. Uh, he, something happened to his leg. Cause his leg hey, was compromised from the first fucking, kick. His ass could hop and fucking Paul Pierce's shitty butt had to get hey, a whole wheelchair. Watch out. yourself. Watch you yourself. Like, that's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I watch yourself. Watch yourself. Um, yeah. So, uh, I don't, I just wanted to put that out there. Oh, wait, real quick. Sorry. I'm looping back. I'm going all over the place. Aljo. I saw people giving Boston shit for booing Aljo on his speech. Halfway through, everyone started cheering. They did. I heard that. Yeah. yeah. No one was giving that any props. We started booing at first and then he, I don't, cause I don't think anyone was listening to what he was actually saying. And then once he said some stuff, he was really cool in defeat. This defeat actually made me like Aljo a lot more. Cause I like this side of Aljo. I don't like seeing him. I don't like seeing anyone like, I like seeing very few people lose and be all upset like that. I never really hated Aljo. I just didn't like his style, but um, he was very cool in defeat. And um, I think the Boston fans did. What about the fuck you, Aljo chant? Yeah, why is everyone giving that? Why? Yeah, why is that a big deal for everyone? I don't get that. I'm asking you. You were there. <laughs> oh, wait. I saw on Twitter everyone was like classless Boston crowd cheating. Fuck you, Aljo, when he comes in. What is that? Dude, it was allowed? loud. You could hear it clear as day. I was just saying, what's that all about? Like, what? I, like, we they wanted to show the win. Favor Sean, but Jesus, I don't yeah, get what they think like, they're going to cheer. Yeah, let's go, Aljo. At fucking yeah, I don't Boston. get what. Come on now. Have you guys been? To, you guys have been to <laughs> events, sporting events. I've been fuck fuck Lane Kiffin. I've heard a million times. Uh, fuck Bryce Young. I heard fuck um, what's his face, the coach for Alabama. I I didn't think he was a big deal. Everyone was giving the Celtics fans shit when we cheated when we chanted "fuck Draymond" uh, two years ago. I don't get why people only care when it's in Boston. That's the only time. No, you hear I was about it. I was just I was just saying this is the first time I even heard it. Oh yeah, I, I heard I, it a I, lot. Why are you pushing this? Why are you pushing this agenda Boston. that Boston's a classless city? Yeah, what the hell, Mikey? You're the only one that thinks that. <laughs> um, I didn't say anything about. <laughs> no, I was I'm just, just saying where was it coming from. I didn't know if like I, yeah, it wasn't. No, it's, sure if it, don't have if it was just history of bullshit like this. <laughs> hey, watch yourself. I wasn't I sure th- if it was just a Sugar Sean favoritism thing or what, but now it makes sense. And I guess got- it was. Just what, say Jeff? it, Jeff. No, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, people only care when you say "fucking athlete" when you chant it in a crowd when it's um. The Celtics, for some reason, or the Boston crowds, for some reason, because I I don't necessarily know if that's true. I think this could have been anywhere. I think the fact that I could hear it on TV is funny. This this could have been anywhere, really. And I would have thought the same thing. True, because it happened when we were because you could hear it on the TV when they were training. Fuck Draymond and the Celtics fans got a lot of shit for that. Um, But I've been in games before where people have chanted and no one said anything at not. I don't really really care. It honestly made me want Aljo to win more in the moment. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I really I, like when guys can overcome that. Yeah, I don't know if the crowd broke him or not. Um, okay, let's talk about Ian Gary and Neil Mackney. I was chanting "fuck Ian Gary" and no one else was, uh, catching on. I was the only. It was me and no the guy sitting next to me. Yeah, me and yeah, the guy no sitting next shit. to me were the You're only two rooting for, for Neil Mackney. No, I'm not corny. Neil Mack, <laughs> Ian Gary's fucking corny, dude. Fuck Ian Gary. Ian Gary's You're fucking crazy. corny. Me and yeah, the guy next to me, but he's still fucking amazing, and he's fucking. He's cool as when it counts. So that's he's good. Matters. He's he's a good fighter. He's 
this lead up made me really not like him. I really don't like him. I didn't like him. What what he was doing during the fight or the flipping him off. That was fucked. The get up was fine. It was I flipping him off. Flicking, flicking him off was really. I mean, the guy I mean, like a fucked up leg. Why? Why not? Well, you know, the the, the, bla- cool the bad blood was. Juliana Miller did it and she thinks. <laughs> yeah, she like, does think now. Um, the bad blood was very one-sided coming from Ian Gary, who's trying to stretch what fucking Neil Magny said in passing. He tried to make a bad joke. And Ian Gary's being a little bitch about it. No, he's not being a bitch. Sorry. I take that back. He kicked the fuck <laughs> out of me. I'm saying he's just being a little... I don't like the way no, he's promoting no, He didn't try to promote that fight. fucking weird. Yeah. But and then I calling him a scumbag and a dirtbag. The artist and fucking Ian Gary's the dog. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, You do yeah, have... But, well, I'm going to say one thing, too. I think it's cool when you're, um like, the villain like he is. Like, you almost act like Joker, and you, you can back it up and shit. But one thing I have to say is mad fucking corny is copying Connor verbatim. Yes. If you're going to yeah. do it, if you're going to do it, be yourself. Literally, you'll do what you're told. Like, as soon as he said that, I can't even believe that they had to make a compilation video of that. Because I'm like, if you've watched UFC, you completely know that's a Conor McGregor quote. Like, exactly. he quoted McGregor, like, three or four different times. The get-up thing was kind of cool. The middle finger, I agree with Max. A little corny, a little cringy. That. It's kind of just like, I felt like at that point, you're just reaching for something that's not there. Because it, there wasn't bad blood during the fight, and he was kicking his ass. So, it was kind of, I didn't really, I didn't hated grab me. After- I hated afterwards when he called him like a scumbag. He said, "I beat, I beat Neil Magny like that scumbag Neil Magny, dude." Neil Magny is one of yeah, but the he was doing the nicest. same thing for Jeff Neal, and you guys thought it was sweet. And I didn't think it was cool. I thought it was fight. well, no, no, no. I thought it was fucking corny <laughs> when he printed out Jeff Neal's fucking uh, mug shot when and was doing all this shit. He's a weird. And also, have you seen the fucking videos of when um, Ian Gary met uh, Jamal Hill and was talking about how he wants? He wants to be a black guy and have his skin. It was very weird. He was like, I want this. He's like, <laughs> no, you I guys have. Dude, I'll send you the video. He, he had some get out type shit going on where he's like, he's like, yeah, I want your guys. skin. you, Max. What do you mean? I thought we we're supposed to be a racist city. I'm I'm that's a weird thing to say to a fucking guy, dude. He was like, he's like, yeah, I want your fucking skin. I love when you guys get all sweaty and bronze. I was like, what the fuck? This guy's weird as hell. Now, I wasn't mad at the Jeff Neal thing either. I actually kind of liked that he wore the mugshot. Should he entice him a little bit? He might have gotten his head. All I'm saying is just make it be genuine. I've been very big yeah. on that with a lot of different fighters. Make it be genuine. Don't copy fucking McGregor verbatim. With And you know what else I think, too? I truthfully think this. I think when he copies McGregor, his accent gets thicker. Yeah. Like, I truly believe that. Yeah. I'm no, like, he doesn't sound down. like... He doesn't sound like that when he talks in normal video. Like it's almost like he's tr- it's almost like how we would do because we don't have an accent trying to copy McGregor. Yeah. He's but he's fucking McGregor impression. Yeah, yeah it's we don't insane. have an accent, yo. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking insanity. It it's just yeah, I'm not sure how to feel about him. I want to like him. I'd still like him. I don't know though. But one yeah. thing I gotta say, I think you even mentioned it, Max. You texted us this. A lot of people on Twitter were saying this shit. Can't finish a guy with Manel the cop. leg. It was the Manel cop fucking rule. That's what it's called. See, when you can't finish. See, a but I didn't. Leg. It that's not what it was to me, and that's not how Ian yeah. Gary explained it to me. It was more of when a cat toys with a mouse, and not because they're hungry, but just because they can. I think he was literally relishing in beating his ass. And it also, was almost who like was sadistic. Manel cop beating up? He, David Dvorak who dislocated his shoulder. Yeah, and he's he's not fucking no Neil Magny. Neil Magny's literally the most tenured fucking what you call it in the in the division. I think I think that um his excuse the cat and mouse thing was a it's a it's a good excuse but I was there and he was kicking the fuck out of Neil Magny and this was more of a um just a, a yeah, show of how awesome to try to try to no. knock him out you try no, 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 no. He had him, dude. He he had him against the cage and was crushing him in the head. He yeah, but but my I point think, is, it's it was clearly, clearly not a lack of ability that he didn't finish him. It was clearly no, not good. that. I think he was relishing in the opportunity to beat the shit out of Neo Magni. I truly I think, believe that because if a guy literally takes and let me tell you another thing too, a guy literally takes your leg away, and UFC fighters are masters of illusion at hiding cringes. You could visually see Neil Magny cringe with every kick. I don't think it was any lack of ability of him finishing, not being able to finish Magny. I think he was literally sadistically, almost like Heath Ledger Joker, just loving beating the shit out of him. 
Like, that's and honestly what I think it was. And from the get-go, he opened up with a leg kick, which is not a kick that – not the number one strike that is, like, works over time. I just – fucking I just, is a pain in the ass over time. It's not something that you fucking reward you here. I, yeah, I just think it's absolutely bizarre when you watch Volk beat up Max for five rounds and we all applaud him. I do. I, it's one of my favorite fights ever. But then you watch Ian Gary do it. And he just does it to the leg instead of the head, and everyone's like, "Oh, he can't finish a cripple." Why doesn't that apply in every fight? We why didn't that, why didn't that apply to Zhang in Lamos? Um, like that's what I don't get. I think that's just a weird thing. And you weren't the only one. There's a lot of people on Twitter saying it too. And I, I'm like, I don't get where you're coming from. Um, he he was hitting the fuck out of Neil Magny's head, and I think this was more of a testament to Neil Magny's chin than anything. I don't think he was taking some off his shots to not knock him out to keep him alive. I know the leg kicks are for torture or whatever, but he threw 171 total strikes and not all those were leg kicks. There was a couple of sequences where he a had him against the cage. majority were leg kicks. <laughs> Dude, okay. <laughs> Damn of, vast even if majority. even if he threw like 50 leg kicks, that's not the vast majority. That's like less than 50%. Um that is a lot, but it's less than 50%. He Dude, there was I a think sequence. I think you guys are missing that. the sequence. <laughs> I think you guys no, are missing just, the sequence all I'm when he had him is, I, good, against Max. the cage. I think you guys are missing the sequence when he yeah, had him he against the cage. Yeah, and he was fucking going for the kill. And I just think Neil Magny's chin. I'm not saying it's against his thing. He clearly was relishing the moment. But I'm saying, like, let's not pretend he wasn't going for a knockout and would have loved to get a finish. He was going for it. And I think we're not giving Neil Magny enough credit because his chin, he was eating those shots and he was very close to going down. He got saved by the bell. Uh, at the end of round two, going into round three, and he had him in another bad position. And Neil Magny was, he would like flip positions to try and he would just kind of like sort of rush at him at like a side to kind of just get closer and not get knocked out. I think Ian Gary was going for a knockout and Neil Magny used a bit of his chin and just being a veteran and knowing how to avoid knockouts to get out of it. I think that um, the, not excuse, but him saying that he was relishing the moment, I think that came up afterwards as to kind of fit the narrative. That that might be completely true, but but again, what I was saying, the only thing I just get confused about is like how it's like a it's almost a yeah. knock to him. Oh, you can't finish a guy on a bum leg. He didn't well, have a bum leg when he started the fight. <laughs> he was talking. Point. I he think had he had a bum cause... leg because he fucking knocked his leg out from under him. Like in the also... fact that that's and the fact that that's a knock. And Zhang Wei Li didn't finish Amanda Lemos after that hellish beat down for five rounds. Why isn't that a knock? I just think that's so so weird. Because uh, fucking. Ian Gary talked a lot of shit and was like, I'm going to knock your fucking ass out the whole the whole pre-fight. So when you say you're going to like knock someone fucking out and then you don't capitalize, that's what's naturally going to happen, I think. And it's also Fair just enough. MMA. It's also just MMA Twitter being MMA Twitter and me being a bitch. That's what it was. Is me being- <laughs> well, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, but that's what it was. Um, Yeah, because he was going into it. And anytime Neil Magny was talking, he's like, shut the fuck up. I'm going to knock your fucking ass out. And if you're going to talk shit like that, you maybe you should. Okay, I'm getting the best of myself. Like this guy couldn't <laughs> got the Ian lick Gary me over. Fucking Irish accent. <laughs> yeah, he's um, but yeah, he just. I, it's just when you, I think when you when you talk about shit like that, especially to a guy that's very one sided, that the shit talking. I think people want to see you actually get the finish. That's all. Um, any other thoughts on this uh third fight? We're gonna run through the next ones kind of quick because we've been, I've been gabbing like a motherfucker. I've been like, so excited to talk to you boys about this. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on the? On this fight in particular, no. All right, Demon Blackshear versus Mar- Mario Batista. Great fight. I thought Demon Blackshear fucking won that fight. I think everyone else did. Um, I was pretty drunk at this point, but I and I wanted Demon Blackshear to win, so I could be biased. I don't know what you guys saw. We can start with you, Mikey. Did you think Demon won this one? Um, my only problem with the whole thing was the fact that once again there was a fucking thirty twenty seven. Like I, that, yeah, was insane. I, I. I think round two was the kicker. Blackshear won one. Batista won three. Could have went either way. I was fine with the decision. I just thought I thought it was a good performance for both of them. I don't think either of them really lost in this fight whatsoever. Blackshear came back with tied record time, bounced back from in between fights, and still put on a great performance. Yeah, everyone that sat around me also wanted Blackshear to win. So he has some sort of a lot of people knew who he was, or more than I expected. Because um, he had Jefferson. that fucking twister. I mean, there's yeah, only a yeah. few guys in history who've ever done that. Yeah. Yep. Literally. So, yeah, like you said, Max, I Mike, no one really lost this fight. I mean, Mario won on paper, even though 
I mean, people can say fucking Damon won, so he wins. And they both they both did pretty damn good. Had a pretty damn good scrap in the fucking in the main card of a fucking pay per view. So you can't knock them. They both won. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cheeto Vera versus Pedro Munoz. Dude, Cheeto Vera, those kick like he was eating some fucking shots from Pedro, and he does not bleed, bruise, dude, or show he's pain. Like made out of fucking Wolverine material, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I I'm interested in seeing how if him and Sean fight, how that looks because holy fuck, um, oh Zhang Wei Li in the crowd of the Dana White Contender Series. Um, but yeah, so very uh interesting because I I always thought that it was because Cheeto's like style of boxing where he kind of slips everything that he was avoiding, but seeing it in person, dude, he gets fucking knocked and he just eats it. It's insane. Yeah. I fucking bet. I, I mean, I watch it on my TV screen. Dude, not even that. How fucking fast he is. It's yeah. He's so athletic. He's lightning quick. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. It, it, it really popped out. Um, Mikey, how did you feel about that one? Yeah, me and Jeff kept talking about that the whole fight. And Muna's exchanges are pretty quick, too. So it was almost, like, hard to watch at certain points because it was so fast. Um, This is one of my favorite Cheeto performances, though, I honestly think. I think watching him be able to grind out a win like that, using a lead jab to really just put it on Muna's. I love fights with a lead jab like that, too, because, like, they don't show till later in the fight. It's really, like, it's optically hard to tell who's winning early. But Cheeto, by the end of the fight, was clearly winning. It's almost like when we watch Sandman and Yong, uh, Song Yong fight. Yeah, He's just hitting him with the jab, and the next thing you know, his fucking brain's almost hanging out of his eyebrow. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's, like, always, just, it's I, always mangled at the end. Yeah, and Cheeto almost utilized that same exact style Sandman uses, where he just led with the lead jab, tried to find bigger shots, couldn't find them, but he just killed him so bad with that jab that Munoz had nowhere to go. I The one thing I don't like about this fight, though, boys, I just don't like that you can beat Pedro Munoz, and now because Sugar calls you out, you kind of get rewarded for it. I'm with like, you. I, I know that's just the yeah, hierarchy but, of the UFC, but... I'm with you, yeah, Sandman. Saw Yolo Romero get a fucking title shot just because Izzy called him out. Well, yeah, yeah. But we can let evolve Sean, as a sport. Let, let Sean get his leg back. Come on. I mean, we I know, can evolve saying, as a sport. Just... We don't have to stay in the past. Like, we can keep pushing forward and doing new yeah, stuff. But, I'm with Mike. But he's the only man to beat Sean. Yeah, I get the storyline, but it just sucks when he's he it's goes up against. the only one with a storyline. I know, but it's is it a sport or is it a storyline? Because if it's a sport, we're going for it's fucking. Both. That's the thing. We got to figure something out here because what are these rank? Are these rankings just arbitrary? Hey, if it's a sport or a fucking storyline, then Sugar Sean wouldn't be champion right now. I know, just but saying. we had we had some questions about that just too. Saying. If we're going off of this, that's what I'm saying. Well, we've champion. had issues. We've we've had questions about that too. Because what what the fuck are the rankings for then? I just think it kind of sucks that a guy with a story not as compelling as Cheeto in Marab, somewhat of a backstory with Sean, and who's clearly right now a lot better than Cheeto isn't getting the immediate isn't probably going to get the immediate title shot. That's the only thing I don't like. Who? And I feel that way Man, for Sandy. Marab. 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 Oh. Oh. Yeah. I'm saying he kinda has a story not as compelling as Cheeto, obviously, but he's clearly better than Cheeto right now. Okay. Let's I mean, go now to the saddest fight yeah. of the night. Weidman and Tavares. Jesus, this was first off, walkout was sick. Don't back down. That was fucking or won't back whatever the fuck that song is called. It was dope. Everyone loved that. Um I sang along Probably saying mostly every of wrong lyric. Of course, the crowd loved that one. Yeah, it was dope. Um, <laughs> and then I, dude, it was so funny. Eminem he gets in the there. Greatest. I'm like, he's gonna fucking get it done. He's gonna get it done. It's gonna be fucking dope. He's gonna get it done. No, not first leg kick done. <laughs> it was rough. I'm surprised he stayed in there. Shout out Weidman. Um, what a chin, but he's a crow, dude. It was fucking. I was like, round three, come back, baby. I'm fucking ready. Round three, come now. Done. Dead over. So. Yeah, good win for Tavares. Um, not much on that one. G Rod. I don't know why I called him that because his name's Robocop. But co- Robocop. Holy fuck. G Rod. <laughs> Robocop. I kind of like G Rod better, to be honest. I like Robocop better. <laughs> it's my Grayson favorite. Rodriguez. It's, it's like one of my favorite actual nicknames. Um, and I kind of like G Rod, to be honest. You kind of got me with that one, Max. Yeah. Well, Robocop is a fucking animal. He looks like a. 
I've, have you ever seen like a video of lions attacking their prey? That's that's what that looked I like, dude. I was about to say, you ever seen a video of a fucking sun bear attacking someone on fucking live leak? <laughs> Jesus Christ, video? no, that's, that's what I, it looked I, like, dude. He looked like a goddamn sun bear out there. He's wow, that's intense. absolutely mauled him and fucking ground and pounded him down. It was insane. Um, he was for a guy who, first off, he stuck out like. I was at a distance. Let's not get it twisted. I was in the nosebleeds, but I had a really good view of the arena. I'll post that on the Instagram too. Um, and though he stood out like out of all, all the fighters, he was fucking massive. And you could see how big he was from the nosebleeds. Like he looked huge and bigger than everyone else. And then the speed that he had, holy shit, boys. I see why Robocop, I fucking love Robocop. And that's why, because he's just an athletic freak. Um, Mikey, did you have anything on this one? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see it, too, because kind of like what you were just saying, I like these guys like Robocop, they're so gifted athletically and like talented fighting wise that this is going to happen every other fight with this poor bastard. Like he's yeah. going to lose the next fight and then there's going to be YouTube videos about he's not a good middleweight prospect at all. Then he's going to win the next one. Then they're, then they're going to say he's going to be fighting for the title next. This guy's just going to have a roller coaster or a UFC career going forward ever since that motherfucker. I can't remember what his name was, made that video. Remember we were talking about him last oh, yeah. time and I quoted the YouTube video? It was like, this guy could become champ. Ever since that guy made that video and it got views, <laughs> this poor guy is going to be in for it. Yeah, you <laughs> called it perfectly, by the way, when you said that if he just used grappling, he would win. You were right. Both of you were right. Um, That's okay. it. Uh, let's go. The next two were really fun. We don't have to go in depth. Uh, Kurt Hallball gets the submission over Austin Hubbard. That was a really fun fight. And then the one of the better fights, if not the best fight of the night, Brad Katana versus Cody Gibson. Um, these boys, all four of those guys, fucking put it out there on the line. A lot of fun. Um, I really enjoyed watching all of those. By that time, people had started to kind of flood in. I think they started really... I think everyone was there by the Weidman fight. Um, but yeah, that was really fun to watch, all four of those. Um, unless you guys don't have anything, let's go to Petrosky now. All right. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Petrosky. Oh, wait, I'm kind of pissed okay. off that they didn't bring out the fucking double, what you call it, double trophies for my man's fucking, what you call it. The, yeah, the tough stuff. The double yeah, tough for the wins. Double, 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 double tough champ. champ. <laughs> yeah, Dude, double they champ, didn't champ. bring out the both of your trophies? What the fuck kind of bullshit? I think they were late. <laughs> it was like 10, it was, or it was like they were kind of running behind schedule, I think, by that time. I don't understand yeah. how the. I think you're right too, and I do not understand how the fuck an organization that big with that much money coming in can be late. Because <laughs> that makes zero sense to me. Because I think they like just take on ads, being like, "Yeah, there'll be a fucking KO eventually," and then I don't think there was a lot of <laughs> KOs, so they got stuck, dude. Because if you look at it, there's the first, like the the quick submission, then it's two decisions, and then and then it was three, so it was three decisions in a row, and then like a later submission. And a KO, but by Weidman, it was like 10 15 when that ended at decision. So yeah, they were running a real late. late one. Yeah, I think they just I think they like expect a lot of finishes. Um, but yeah, okay. Now Petrosky versus Mearshart. I was scared for the boy. Shout out Petrosky, who liked my Instagram story of him of me freaking out um when he won. <laughs> uh I was scared for the boy for a second there. He looked like Mearshart was touching him up, but this is a really good win for him. Um I think it's kind of one of those perfect wins because it gives you some stuff to like work on, but it also show it helped you showcase uh, against a, a pretty big name in Mearshart. Um, you know, everything you're about. Uh Petrovsky's the fucking dude, and that was a lot of fun to watch him fight there. He has a good amount of fans uh in, in the Boston area too. So shout out to that. Um yeah, Petrovsky's the fucking man. I love this fight. We'll start with you, Jeff. How did you feel about that one? Yeah, I mean this even though it was a win, it was probably his, it's not his best performance in UFC so far. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm. I, was, I wouldn't give him. I bow was right really now. hoping for the fucking good old fucking prospect finish, fucking classic on Gerald Mearshart, but he he still he still edged out the decision, which I mean you can't take from him, and he he definitely showed some things he can improve on, and he he dude he threw. I mean, it was wild, but he threw some fucking cannons. Yeah, he's got some strike into him. He's not like yeah, a one trick pony. Yeah, seriously. I mean, he 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 definitely can clean it up a little bit, but 
Dude, if he gets that fucking power in the right place, he's fucking knocking lights out and fucking submitting motherfuckers left and right. Mikey? Yeah, I, I think this... I think Mearshart's a big enough name, too, and this is a big enough win on a big enough stage. Sorry, just he's big enough fucking that many times. But <laughs> for him, I think his Bo Nickel call-out is justified now. Before, it might have been a little far-fetched because of how big a star Bo Nickel is. But Bo Nickel's got to fight people before he gets into the rankings, too. Just because you're a star doesn't mean you don't have to fight anyone. And Petrowski's a good name for that. I mean, both these guys – apparently, Petrowski said he challenged him twice to a grappling match. He backed out both times. If you want to settle the debate, do it where you can throw fists, too. I mean, come on. Petrowski's trying, What's going dude. on here? I know. Um, I would love to see it. Me, too. All right. Andrea Lee versus Natalia Silva. Most fun part of this was me bo- booing Tony Kelly the whole time. That was fun. I sat – some Brazilian guy was behind me. Um, so that was cool. They were chirping him. I enjoyed that. Um, other than that, I was happy to see Andrea Lee could lose because she sucks also. So, yeah. Good win for <laughs> Natalia Silva. Um <laughs> Now, <laughs> our fucking girl, Corinne Silva, boys. I fucking love her. We talked about her when she beat, um, what's her face, uh, Ketlin Souza. She like dislocated her knee at that, um, the Kai Car Front Samir Albazi fight, and like she did it in round one as well. Boys, she is a fucking animal, and I cannot wait to see where she goes because she flyaway grappling like that, dude. She is nice. And there was like two minutes where I was a little bit scared. Literally two minutes, maybe even less. Um, as soon as she got her hooks in there, though, it was over. And just watching her like uncoil like a snake and set up traps and finish was fucking awesome. Not to mention, I did have some money on her and obviously hit the two like that. What up? So a lot of fun on that one. Mikey, what was your uh, thoughts on this fight? Yeah, fucking awesome, awesome, awesome performance on a huge stage. You cannot ask much more for her. I agree completely with you about everything you said about her going forward. She could be a real problem. I'm really excited to watch her going forward. Hell yeah. Jefferson? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, fucking three fights in the UFC so far, none of them have fucking reached second round. It's on, dude, it's only fucking sky's limit, like I said earlier. Yeah, you can really fucking take this somewhere. All right, that was one of the best nights of my life. I had so much fun. <laughs> I'm glad uh, I got to talk about it with you guys. We're going to a fight somehow. We're gonna make this happen. Um, yeah, it fucking blows dick that there's one right between us. Yeah, like, not completely between, but dude, those tickets are gonna probably be a rack. You can't. Yeah, you can't go to. A, so expensive. You can't go to a pay per view. You just have to try and get to a fight night. Even yeah, though it's I mean, ridiculous. There's going to but... be one in December. Fucking MSG, big pay per view. Dude, Jones retiring. I think they're I literally going to be a thousand bucks. It's probably going to be more. That's what I'm saying. You have to go to a fight night. I just don't think we could afford. Um, I didn't pay for these tickets. It was my friend's mom. So that's why I went. Like, I, I, what the way the amount of money that was spent, I was like, geez, I'm never going to one of these that's like not a fight night. So, um, we have to get something to happen. Hopefully they get a fight night in like Delaware or some bullshit like Wilmington. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put it maybe. in a fucking Bob Carpenter in fucking Newark, Delaware. Yeah. yeah Come up to New Hampshire, speaking. baby. Come right up to next New Hampshire. To the blue Dude, we can walk to it from my house. <laughs> Come up to old fucking uh, Hampton Resort and Casino. <laughs> get, get a couple of brawls going. There's like That's like a 300-seater. Fun. Um, be like the new Apex. Put in see a bunch school, of toothless, dude. pasty white guys wearing cargo shorts. It'll be fucking awesome. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. Or I guess when we make it extremely famous with this pod, we can probably go watch more media stuff. Yes, dude. Sir. The media stuff. There was like a guy behind me in line that kind of slipped off to the media thing. I was like, damn, dude. I should have. Should have tried Should've it again. Well, cocksucker, how much do more do we have to do? We I don't we've know. We chart on Spotify. Yeah, we've been charting. Charted for weeks. Above Brandon Brandon Schaub a couple times. No, dude. <laughs> when we started, down. we weirdly charted pretty high, like in the beginning, and then yeah. obviously, we also have a global <laughs> audience. We do. We have a great audience. Mention. Yes, global. Have, I said global. True. Yes, we have a very global <laughs> audience. Shout out, Belgium. <laughs> um. So yeah. All right. <laughs> 
before this audience turns us off. Thank you all for listening. We're going to be back later in the week with a preview of UFC Fight Night Holloway versus the Korean Zombie, um, as well as the next week having a review of that card. You know what we're about. We're going to be doing preview reviews for the rest of the year. Jefferson will give us his State of the Divisions much later in the year when they take that break. Um, a lot of fun stuff coming up, probably some special guests. Um, yeah, just thank you all for listening to us. Uh, we love you all and peace. Oh,